0: You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Well, good morning, everybody. You're listening to Life of Revival. I'm your host, Zachary Weber. I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. I wanna invite you to come out and join us this morning. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street. We're right on the corner of Pine Street and River Road. You can get more information by going to our website at www.therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash and Instagram at uh, rivercoshocton know the on the Instagram. It's just River Coshocton and you can look at all the pictures that we post on there Pictures of our revivals and outreaches And everything God is doing We capsulate and Put it on our social media so Make sure you're following us there Also if you listen to this program Every week and maybe you want to listen To a replay of one of the shows You can search Life of Revival on Spotify, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts, Anchor Really wherever you can find podcasts You should be able to find Life of Life of Revival, and all of our replays by just searching Life of Revival on your favorite podcast platform. Well, I'm so glad that you're listening this morning. I believe that God has something very special for you. This morning, I want to talk to you about faith, specifically praying in faith. You know, there's so many misconceptions about prayer and how to get God to do something for you, or how to believe God for your prayers to be answered. And, uh, you know, you, you grow up around the church world like I have, and you see a lot of things. And, uh, you know, for some people, it seems like they think if they could just get enough people praying for them, then they think, okay, well, then God will move. He'll really hear me, and then God will do something. So they call up every prayer line. They call up every prayer chain. They post it all over Facebook. Now, y'all just say a prayer for me today. And they think if I can just get enough people putting in a good word for me to the man upstairs, then maybe God will do something. You have other people. They think if I could just pray long enough, if I could just say this prayer enough times, then God will know I'm serious and he'll move and he'll do something. You know, I've heard other people who believe that it's their tears that move God. And so they go in prayer, and they whine and bellyache and moan and cry, and and they think that their tears are some kind of liquid prayers. And I want to tell you something right now. Tears are not what move God. Faith is what moves God. Amen? So I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk to you about how to get your prayers answered. You know, prayer is just communicating with God, but it's also a time where God will communicate back to you. You know, if you've ever been on a telephone with someone and that person is just talking to you and, you know, you wanted to tell the person something, but you couldn't get a word in edgeways. How many of you guys know, you know, a lot of people are like that in their prayer time with the Lord, where they just go to the Lord and they just rattle off all this list of things that they want to see done, but they don't ever give the Lord an opportunity to speak back to them. You know, a lot of time the answer in our prayers will just be the Lord giving us a word of direction. He'll drop something in your heart. He'll drop something in your spirit, where after that time of prayer, you'll you'll know, I need to go do this, or I need to go say this, or I need to make these adjustments in my life. Oh, I need to study this in the word of God and build my faith in this area. So one of the most important things you need to understand about prayer is it's communicating with God, and look, God is a <laughs> the the most intelligent being in the universe. He understands what you're saying to him. You can talk to him just like I'm talking to you right now. That's how you can talk to the Lord. You know, some people get so religious when they pray and and you listen to them pray and they go from talking to you like a normal person and then they get in prayer mode <clears throat> hallelujah praise you father god oh lord we come to you this morning in thy and thy great love and and you know they bring pull out all these big words you know and like they're trying to impress god with their religious vocabulary oh please gag me with a spoon you can talk to the lord like a normal person and and i know those people they don't have a prayer life people with a prayer life you know they get they they're not religious like that amen so it's so important we spend time every single day with god in prayer and it's communicating with him and you can talk to him just like you would talk to your closest friend you know, I tell the Lord everything. I tell the Lord exactly how I feel. If I'm upset about something, I tell him how I'm upset about something. Why? Because he knows everything anyway. What do I think that I'm hiding from him if I go to him and pretend I'm, I don't feel some kind of way? Now, I'll say this, I'm never upset with the Lord, you know, because he's never the author nor the source of my problems. So it's foolish for me to go to the Lord and, oh Lord, I'm just really upset with you. How can I be upset with him? He died for my sin, he made a way for me to go to heaven. There's nothing to be upset about with the Lord. However, if I am upset about something, if I'm confused, if I don't understand something, I know the problems normally with me. And so I just ask the Lord to help me sort myself out. (laughs) That's really the way, you know, we need to go to the Lord if we're confused about something. So look, it's communicating with God. And when you pray, you must pray in faith one of the most powerful scriptures in the entire bible about prayer was where jesus said in mark eleven twenty three 23 through 24 jesus said you can pray for anything and if you believe you've received it you shall have it so this is muy importante I mean, it's very important (laughs) when you go to the Lord in prayer, you must, after that time of prayer, you go to the Lord, you must believe that you've received it before you have it. Now you can pray until you're blue in the face. It doesn't mean you're going to get your prayers answered. If you don't release your faith and create a point at the end of that prayer where right now I believe That those things that I pray for are done and they shall happen and come to pass in Jesus' name. Now notice Jesus said in Mark 11, 24, he said, if you believe you've received it now, you shall have it later. So you believe you've received it now, but then later it's gonna to come to pass. It's it's gonna happen. You know, if I go on Amazon and I order something online on the internet, it's mine right then. I paid for it, I released the money for it, and I'm gonna have it. It's it's on my way. <laughs> it's on the way to my doorstep right now as we speak. Right? Isn't that how online shopping works? You release the money, you release the finances, and then that thing is chasing you down. It's coming to your house. That's how faith works. When you go to the Lord in prayer, you believe you've received it, and that thing is on its way to you. But then you have to stay in faith and not doubt. Amen? So look, before we get any further, I want to talk to you about some things that hinder our faith. Now, again, this morning, we're talking about the prayer of faith. Now, interesting in James chapter five, verse 14, James says, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, notice what it says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick. We're talking about the prayer of faith this morning. This is something so powerful that you can see physical healing come to you because the Bible doesn't say it's the elders that will heal the sick. It doesn't even say that it's the anointing with oil that will heal the sick, even though it says to do those things, go to the elders, let them anoint him. But it says in verse 15, and the prayer of faith is what saves the sick. So let's read that again. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he uh, has committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Amen. And then it says in verse 16, confess your faults one to one another. And it says, and pray for one another that you may be healed. And it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the Amplified Bible says it makes much power available dynamic in its working. It says in verse 17 that Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And yet he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth fruit. So it says in James chapter five that Elijah was a man. He was a human being just like you and I. But when he prayed for it not to rain, it didn't rain For years, three years and six months of no rain. And then he prayed again and the heavens opened up. So that same power in prayer that was available to Elijah is the same power in prayer that's available to you and I. But did you see the key there? James 5 says, let him pray in faith. You know, that reminds me of a time when I had just moved back to Coshocton and I was doing outreaches all over this city. I mean, I was going from community to community to neighborhood to neighborhood, doing these little block parties where I would bring all these people from Coshocton in. I would give them gift cards and free items, whatever we could afford. I would give them and then I would preach the gospel, lay hands on everybody, pray for people. And uh, anyway, we were doing this outreach in an apartment complex and we had already got out the flyers. We had got the gift cards. People were there to help. But on that day, it started pouring down rain. I mean, it would have ruined the outreach completely. And uh, I remember I was driving to the apartment complex and it's just raining. It's pouring down. And I remembered the scripture where Elijah was a human being just like me, but he prayed that it wouldn't rain and it stopped. So I did that. I'm in my car and I'm praying. I'm praying over the outreach and everything. And, uh, you know, already the devil's lying to me saying we're going to have to cancel it and and all this stuff. And I said, no, I'm going to pray. You know, if you believe God for nothing, you're bound to hit it. Amen. So I just put my faith out there. And I remember pointing over uh, where that apartment complex was while I'm driving down Second Street. And I just begin to pray in Jesus name. I command these rain clouds to withhold their rain until I'm done over that community. And I started to pray and I said, Father, I thank you right now in Jesus name that your word is true. You said I can pray for anything. If I believe I've received it, then I can have it. So, Lord, I believe that this rain is going to stop until this outreach is over in Jesus name. You know, I. By the time I had pulled up to that apartment complex, this blue sky began to open up over that apartment complex. I'm telling you right now, this beautiful blue sky opened right up over us. We were able to do the outreach. We were able to give things away for free. I gave a salvation altar call. People got saved and born again. I started laying hands on the sick. People were getting prayed for, and God moved at that apartment complex. But I want to tell you something. The moment I ended the outreach and I said, "Okay, guys, we're done here. I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to dismiss y'all. The moment I prayed, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this outreach in Jesus name. Amen. (laughs) I tell you what, the moment I said, amen, rain started falling on us. It starts just like it was. It starts pouring down on, on, on us. And uh, I almost wish I would have waited till I got in the car, stuck my head out the window, then say amen. Because i tell you what, we were drenched by the time we got into the car. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. God answers prayer. If you're listening, just say amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk to you about some things that will hinder your faith, which in turn hinders your prayer. Without faith, It's impossible to please God and without faith, your prayers aren't going to be answered. Someone says, I'm hoping and praying. Hope is different than faith. Hope leaves room for doubt. Faith counts it done without any proof in the natural. Faith says it's mine Faith believes it receives. Amen. So, I want to talk to you about some hindrances of faith. Number one is lack of knowledge of God's word. Romans 10 and verse 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Someone asked, You know, how can I increase my faith? It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It comes by studying, meditating, speaking, and hearing, and reading, and seeing the word of God before you. Faith comes by the Bible. It comes by the word. So you need to spend time in the word of God. But what I tell people to do in their prayer time, if they're believing God for something and they want to build their faith in an area, then Find scripture pertaining to what you're believing God for. So if you're believing God for healing in your physical body, find every scripture you can on healing and meditate on those scriptures. Read those scriptures every single day. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I have a list of one hundred and one scriptures on healing, what God said about healing uh, that I'll meditate on when I need a healing in my physical body. You know, Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all my iniquity and heals all my diseases. First Peter 2, 24, by his stripes, we were healed. You know, we just read James 5, the prayer of faith will save the sick. You know, you begin to meditate on those scriptures and read those scriptures. Faith will come to your spirit and to your heart. Man, I'd be praying. Father, you said the prayer of faith will heal the sick. So Lord, as I'm praying in faith right now, as your word declares in 1 Peter 2, 24, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Thank you that my healing was bought and paid for 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross. Lord, I believe that you not only forgive all my iniquities, you heal all my disease. So Lord, I come to you right now in faith and I believe I receive healing now in Jesus name. Amen. You know, you can pray like that. Now, what did I just do? (laughs) I just prayed three scriptures. Boom, boom, boom. So it's really important that you attach scripture to your prayer life the word of god is the will of god if you know his word then you know his will so you won't question lord if it be thy will then heal me that's not no no that prayer is not going to work i'll tell you right now that's not going to work god's word is his will you find his word pertaining to healing you're going to see healing manifest in your physical body so same with finances. If you need a, a miracle in your finances, you can find scriptures pertaining to God's provision for your life and you can pray that. So number one, things that will hinder our faith is a lack of knowledge of God's word. Hosea 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Does it say they're destroyed for lack of prayer? No. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will reject thee Hosea four and verse six. So it's impossible to believe God for something for him to do if you're not convinced as his will to do it. And it's the word of God that shows us what his will is. Okay, hindrances to faith. Number one was lack of knowledge of God's word. Number two is not exercising faith or slothfulness. A lot of people want other people to use their faith for them, and that's lazy. People will go to their pastor, pray for me, pastor. Now, your pastor will pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll believe with you. But you can't be slothful in your prayer life and you can't be slothful in you releasing your faith. Now, there's power in agreement. We know that. However, you need to also use your faith. Hebrews six and verse 12 says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promises. So I'll just say that some people are just lazy and they don't want to pray themselves. They don't want to believe God themselves. Look, it's not comfortable to get out of the boat and walk on the water. We understand this, but every man is responsible for his own faith. Uh, The Bible says in Galatians 6 and verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. So, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with praying for each other or, or getting agreement with you in prayer. Sometimes you do need help, but sometimes you don't need help Sometimes you just need to actually pray yourself. And you just need to go to God yourself and do it and stop trying to get other people to do it for you. <laughs> if that makes sense, I'm not trying to come off as not compassionate because I pray for people all the time. That is just, I'm praying constantly. I'm blessing people. It's, it's my job and I love to do that. However, um, what are you going to do when a pastor's not there? What are you going to do when you can't get to a prayer line? What are you going to do when there's no one else? It's just you you can't be lazy. You got to use your faith. The Bible says God's given every man a measure of faith and you've got to use it. And the Bible says, be not slothful, but followers of those who through their faith and patience inherited the promises. That's Hebrews six and verse 12. So hindrances to faith. Number one, lack of knowledge of God's word. Number two, not exercising their faith or slothfulness. Number three, unforgiveness. Mark 11, uh, 25, it says, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking. Actually, this is Mark eleven twenty four 24 through 25. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying first, forgive anyone that you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So your faith will not work if you have unforgiveness in your heart. Now, it says in Mark 11:25, 25, forgive anybody that you're even holding a grudge against. A grudge is defined as a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. You know, so it's so important that we walk in forgiveness towards people because really that unforgiveness is going to cause your faith to be hindered. And at the end of the day, you you know, that person that you are walking in forgiveness towards, they're not even thinking about it. They're going through their days. You're sitting and gnawing on the thing in your mind. You need to forgive that person for you just as much as it is to release them. And I'm telling you, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And at the end of the day, I think about everything the Lord has forgiven me of And that really helps me. If he can forgive me of so much, surely I can forgive other people of the little that they've done towards me. And uh, so anyway, I'm not going to get into a whole thing on unforgiveness today. I'll do that in another show. However, I will say that unforgiveness will hinder your faith. And you can pray all day. Well, I'm praying. I'm praying for this. I'm praying for this. Well, your prayers will not work. You have to first forgive before you're going to receive forgiveness, and before you can go to the Lord, and then and then pray and, and be able to receive your prayers in faith. So, things that are hindering your faith: number one, lack of knowledge of God's word; number two, slothfulness or not exercising your faith; number three, unforgiveness will hinder your faith; number four, this is the last one, is not walking in love. Now, Galatians five and verse six says, "Now faith works by." love. Galatians 5, 6, faith worketh by love. Not walking in God's love will hinder your faith. Why? Why would it hinder your faith? Because when you're not walking in love, fear has an open door to come into your life and shipwreck your faith. Now, you know, fear is actually the opposite of faith. What, what happened with Peter? When Peter got out of the boat and he walked on the water, as long as his eyes was on Jesus and he was in faith, he was fine. The moment he looked at the wind and the waves, he began the fear and he started to sink. Fear is what will sink your, your faith and what you're believing God for. It will sink your prayers. You cannot pray, oh God, I pray that, you know, I would have money to make rent this month and I just pray that money in and then come out of that time of prayer and then be pulling your hair out and being fearful that that money's not going to come in. Well, you didn't pray in faith, did you? Fear is the opposite of faith. First John 4 and verse 16 says, God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And it says in verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear is torment. And he that feareth has not been made perfect in love. So walking in God's love is what will cast fear out. And of course, fear is what's going to hinder your faith completely. So not walking in love opens the door to that fear. So not walking in love is another major thing that completely hinders people's faith. Well, I hope you enjoyed this program this morning. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, let me know by going to theriverkoshocton.com and go to the contact section. Next week, I'll continue on this, the prayer of faith, how exactly to pray the prayer of faith, We'll get into more of it next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to join us this morning at 10 a.m. at the River Church. We're located at 51 Pine Street. We're on the corner of Pine and River Road. We're over by the plaza. And once again, our service begins at 10 a.m. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. We would love to see you there this morning. It's going to be an epic day. Sunday. You don't want to miss it. Of course, we just moved into our new building. So be a little bit patient with us as we're moving in and getting things ready. But we will see you there this morning. You can find more information at theriverkoshocton.com. Well, I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, you can go to our website, theriverkoshocton.com, submit prayer requests, testimonies. We would love to hear from you and know that you're listening. God bless you. I pray that you have a fantastic week. And I'll see you next Sunday at 830 a.m. right here on Life of Revival. God bless you. We would love for you to join us at The River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church,
1: you can go on our website at www.therivercoshofton.com.
0: You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash The River
1: This is David Ingalls. Has anyone told you today that God loves you, and that He has a plan for your life? I have a very important question I want to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, and you are too. I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those listening to my voice. Bless their family with long, healthy lives. Make yourself real to them. If they aren't born again, I pray that they receive Jesus as Lord right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listening ones, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you, say this prayer after me from your heart. Say it from your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe that you're coming back again for me. O oh God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Give me a holy boldness to tell others about Jesus Christ. according to the Word of God and my prayer I'm saved I'm born again I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart Amen My brother, my sister I welcome you to the family of God Be sure to tell someone about your prayer and get into a Bible teaching church family right away Always remember that run to God and not from God because he loves you and has a great plan for your life.